We are live here on our world-famous Chiggy Jaguar radio broadcast, coast-to-coast, border-to-border on iHeartRadio. Also, AMFM247.com, iHeartRadio. We have got a fantastic guest. He is going to join us today here on Skype, and uh, he has got a brand-new book, Addiction Rescue, the No BS Guide to Recovery. It is a uh, fantastic, fantastic piece of business. And uh, David Marion joins us today. You can also get more information at theliferecoverycoach.com. And we go to uh, Skype. We've got David joining us. Uh, David, talk to us a little bit about this incredible, incredible book, my friend. Well, thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. Yes. Um, This is a book collaborated with uh, my ex-wife who was a witness to a lot of the addiction that went on during my using. Um, wow. The book basically details, you know, really what it was like um, growing up and living with this addiction to many things. Uh, I was a first-generation prescription pill opioid guy who uh, moved to heroin from there, had a very successful business, <clears throat> um, 80 employees. I ran a gold and silver brokerage firm in town. Ended up bankrupting that and spent 60 months in federal prison. Wow. To a uh, little pernicious disease of addiction. So this book, incredibly well written. Talk to me about the writing process because you mentioned that you wrote this with your ex-wife. Talk to us about this. Well, yeah, we were divorced in, uh, oh, probably 12 years ago. But we remained friends because we have two daughters um, that we were raising at the same time. And we realized just because the relationship part wasn't working out, there was still something underneath it. There was a friendship. And we maintained that friendship closely. She had been um, a part of my addiction and recovery as well. And she saw this firsthand, living with a guy who was, uh, well, I'd like to say certifiably nuts at the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was a guy that uh, basically... People dreamed about places that I went to and had nightmares about places that I've lived. So she was very um, helpful in the writing of this as well. The collaboration that we have um, put together, it's really been beneficial to help others right now. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, David Marion with us. Addiction, No BS Guide to Recovery Rescue. And he joins us today here on Skype. And, uh, David, this this book, you've put a lot of time and effort into this. What are some of your goals for this book? Well, basically to get the word out there. You know, let other people know that they don't have to keep living the way they were living and feeling the way they were feeling. There is another way. Um, And we put a five-action plan together here, you know, because obviously recovery has a lot of different forms. Uh, There's not one type of path to recovery. Some are 12-step based, some are holistic therapeutic approaches. And this is a approach where basically with the first action step, chapter 11, wake up and pull your head out of your ass and rinse off, uh, is the beginning. And what this does is help people understand that they are not alone. Addiction is a disease of isolation and loneliness. But the antidote is commitment to community. And once people begin to embrace this and they understand that that loneliness and isolation has kept them hostage and to their drugs and alcohol, it allows them that opportunity to move on. 
We have got David Marion with us today. He joins us live here on Skype talking a little bit about his fantastic new book. Uh, tell, tell me about the disturbing, uh, basically disrupting the power of obsessive thinking. Break that down for our audience here. We all know that as a uh, person in recovery or person entering recovery, we have this mental obsession that creeps into our mind. And that mental obsession is telling me to go get high, telling me to do things that I probably shouldn't do. It's kind of like having a slick on our shoulders, right? Telling us to do something that we know is going to be harmful to us. Somewhere along the line, we act upon that. Those thoughts ruminate inside of us and we begin to resonate and we travel down this path in our mind and we've sensationalized the drug use and we've sensationalized the times we're out there and romanticized it. What's not being dispensed today is the message on how do we dismember and dismantle the power of this obsession, right? It's not being adhered to at all. We've got to learn how to disrupt this thought process and move it out as quick as it comes in. We have to learn exit strategies and techniques that are gonna be useful to shattering this great obsession. Because for me, that mental obsession leads to a physical allergy, which means I can't stop once I start. It's like driving a vehicle with no brakes. I don't stop until I crash into something and the consequences add, begin to add up. So that's all part of this. And no one really out there is talking about how do we dismember this? How do we shatter the obsessive compulsive thought process that we live with? David Marion with us today. He joins us live here on Skype. He has got a uh, phenomenal book here. Talking a little bit about uh, addiction, uh, th this is a uh, heck of a book because the, uh, he wrote it with his ex-wife, which is, I think, a uh, fantastic uh, <laughs> piece of business there. Um, all addictions cause the same chemistry in the brain. Uh, give us more details. Well, basically they do. They do the same thing in our brain. What happens is they all enter up, you know, we, we, the addictive process we're looking for to create the dopamine that releases us and gives us that good feeling. But after a while, we can't continually get that from the same fix, okay, or the same way. So we might move to food. We might move to gambling. And it all entails in the same part of our brain that activates that addictive piece that won't let us stop. Well said, my friend. Uh, give us some more details on this, how, how, how you talk about this and deal with this in the book. Well, obviously, you know, we start off with all the excuses that an addict has, right? Um, what does it look like? You know, if, it, if you lived the life I had, it's you would use too. Or if you understood the consequences and the things going on in my life, if you had to live with this husband or this wife, or if you had a boss like me, it's all justification and rationalizing just to get high. Right. Because there's something underlying us inside that's going on that we never dealt with. And I say, you know, somewhere along the line, the devil crawled up my leg, bit me in the ass and I began to run and run and run. Where was I running to? We didn't know. Inevitably, we were running back to the greatest love that exists, the mother's love for a child. But I've been deterred in my path. The progression of this had begun to 
I had begun to see in early years in high school. And once I began to see that when I used, it made me feel better about who I was inside. I often say I came out of that manufacturer's plant a little defective in life and was missing something, that connective piece, that when I used, other people seemed to like me more than I liked myself. And, you know, my mom tells a story recently where I'm seven years old, probably in kindergarten, and we were taking pictures that day in kindergarten. Well, the bus had pulled up to my front house. My mom said I walked in and out four different times to change my clothes because I was so unsure at that particular time of my life. Am I too fat? Am I too ugly? Am I too this? And yeah, that's basically where the beginning started for me. When I used it, made me feel better about myself. And as a result, I crossed that line and then it became this addictive behavior that I couldn't stop until I ended up in federal prison. Wow. So t take us through that. I'm going to tell you the power of this drug because I moved from, I had been clean and sober um, many, many years, 13, 14 years or so, and I played uh, basketball down in college and I had some knee surgeries later on in life. And I'll never forget the first surgery I had. A doctor wrote me a prescription for 180 pills. And I call, I took two pills. I called him immediately. And I said, Doc, you're never going to believe it. What's that? I said, I'm going to the bathroom. I open up the pill bottle. They all spilled down. David, I'll write you another one. It was that fast that I had that euphoric recall of what it made me feel like when I was doing quaaludes back in the 70s that I wanted more. I knew that I liked this feeling. And that started to run a three and a half years of prescription pills, opioids. One day I run out of pills and uh, I'm in so much pain. Guy comes over to my apartment. I'm separated from my wife and family. And he said, I could help you. He laid out a line and said, don't ask any questions. Now I'm hooked on heroin. And this run began for the next, uh, oh, probably another two years, where my wife ended up divorcing me. I ended up bankrupt at a multi-million dollar corporation. And I'll never forget one day walking to work, uh, excuse me, coming up to my office. I had a secured office in downtown Minneapolis. And I used to carry a little pill bottle, and it had some my dope in it. And I walked into my office and there's 13 federal agents sitting outside my office. And I think, and someone's going to have a bad day. Unbeknownst to me, it's going to be me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I walked into my office and a couple of DEA guys and FBI guys bring me into my office. And all I can think about is I have a pill bottle of heroin on me. And I got to get rid of it. And what do I do? I walk into my office. I go behind my desk. And as I move it from my pocket into my underwear, I feel it roll down my pants. And I realize it's on the floor now behind my desk. There's three agents sitting in front of my desk talking to me. I don't remember what they were saying. And I'm thinking, I got to get rid of this. This is insane. I'm sweating profusely. I grab a pencil off my desk. I play with it. I drop it on the floor. I pick that in the pill bottle up and put it in one of my desk drawers. 
my lawyer called and said, you could leave there now. And sure enough, I left quicker than I could because it was an investigation going on. They told me I can come back, call a number. I'll come back at probably 4 or 5 o'clock at night. And I came back at night, and sure enough, my desk, everything had been strewn, strewn across the desk. Everything in my drawers had been thrown across. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, they got my dope. This is crazy. Now I'm in real trouble, right? I go searching through all this stuff, and what do I find? I find the pill bottle there. The first thing I do, I open it up, and I snort two lines. The power of addiction that I just got raided by the FBI, the DEA, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, the IRS, the mail inspector, postal inspector, and all I can think about is getting high. That's the power of the drugs and what it does to hijack my brain. Hell of a deal, my friend. Well, uh, as we wrap up here with you, uh, how, do we, how do we find you online? Uh, get your book, everything. The book is on Amazon. Again, it's called Addiction Rescue, The No BS Guide to Recovery. Written by myself, David Marion, and Dana Golden, my ex-wife. My website is theliferecoverycoach.com. Um, I do a lot of speaking around the country. I'm socially connected on many outlets as well. Uh, I helped pass the first opioid stewardship bill in the state of Minnesota. I sat in our uh, capital in St. Paul, Minnesota, and we passed the first opioid stewardship bill last year to hold the pharmaceuticals wow. accountable for the mess that they made. We had bipartisanship come together, senators on both sides, the mutual cause. They both lost the son or daughter to an overdose. Oh, so I'm nice. real active. I'm on the front line. I'm an interventionist fighting this disease. I'm a life recovery coach as well, and um, man, I sure appreciate speaking with you today. Yes, well, uh, I will be in touch, my friend, because I've got several other uh, guests calling, but I also uh, want to have a little bit more of a conversation with you at some point. So uh, I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you today, my friend. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. There he goes, David Marion, and uh, we are going to take a time out. When we come back... We've got more on the other side.